Segregation is a very bad thing. This is an opinion of most people out there. And now, on the Candace Owens podcast, I was scrolling on YouTube, and I came across a video called, Are We Bringing Segregation Back? Sorry for that. The Black National Anthem is what is written on the thumbnail. And apparently, we may be bringing segregation back according to this video. Now, I don't really like this because, first off, that is a dystopia. And second off, how are you going to have diverse friends? I mean, how are you supposed to live in a world with equality if the United States can't even, like, get its promises together to any race but one, the white people. And that's not even that. The black people and all the other colored races are being treated worse. Even today, maybe. I don't know. And the problem is, is that sometimes we don't know about this, but we would see different fountains. There would be whites, whites only, which is lavish, very nice, expensive looking, and the colored washing room and stuff like that. There's barely any maintenance for it. It looks poor. And that's a really big problem. Now, I know what you may be thinking. Of, yes, I'm only 13, but I know about this as much as you do. I am Brazilian-American, I am white, but either way, I don't care. You don't treat people like that. That is wrong. So once, there was a young man named Saul, and Saul, he was black. Like anyone that I could start this story with, I'll just use a black man named Saul. Saul's parents were Nigerian immigrants to the U.S. Haiti was conquered by Spain. And following that, the U.S. looked upon this one fact. Haiti was the only successful country with a slave rebellion, but it failed as a country. It became really poor. It was one of the poorest nations by GDP in North America. And now, one thing we have to realize is that the U.S. is starting to realize that maybe black people aren't so powerful after all. And I don't, I don't think that's good. And then Saul was born into what the U.S. made into an amendment. They would create a utopia, quote unquote, because of the black race needs to be watched upon. And that they must and will be watched over everything they do just so that they become successful in life. I mean, who are they to say that? This is a dystopia, not a utopia. But back to the story. Saul grew up in Savannah, Georgia, the same city where Rosa Parks stood up to the white people in the bus. 
she would she would not go to the back of the bus. And then what happened was that Rosa Parks, she got arrested for it. And now everybody is just celebrating how Rosa Parks got arrested in Savannah, Georgia. And soon they announced that they were going to erase their memory. And anyone talking about Rosa Parks would be executed. Now keep in mind, this is a story that I made up. So it's not real. You don't have to freak out. I was just making a story. This is the drama show. I'm trying to make a drama story. But anyways, back to it. Saul grew up only with black friends. His only white friend, James, he was trying to give back the rights of the black people. But he was just a child. They were both. And he out of all people, cared, actually cared about black people. And he had his heart aching whenever lynching occurred because lynching was brought back in this world. Lynching was brought back. So they brought back lynching, segregation, back of the bus laws, whites only, all that stuff. And then one day in class, the white bully Tarquin, who was born in Italy as a white person and immigrated to the U.S. at the age of one, he became a popular kid, you know, the cool kids, but he was also kind of a bully. You see, Tarquin was really bad at showing affection, which is why later in life he did not get a girlfriend, but oh well, that's me. That's me just telling his story, guys. Anyways, after Tarquin started to go and attack people, he used his father's rope to lynch people. And so young black miners were being like, they were being like destroyed. They were being killed by lynches. Not really animals, but they died of lynching. That's what I mean. They were lynched. Anyways, Tarquin was a really bad person. He even tried to attack Saul. But James luckily defended Saul every time Saul was about to get lynched by Tarquin. And um, Tarquin himself. He got into trouble by this black teacher named Mr. Owani, who was also from Nigeria, but was also half Ghanaian. Now, he wanted to go back to his home country. At the time that he came to the U.S., it was two years before the amendment happened and the U.S. became a dystopian utopia of segregation and whatever. And Mr. Awani just wanted to make economically a good society to get some money and go back to his family. But since two years passed, he could not go back to his country in time. The amendment happened. He and his son, John, were stuck. Now, let me tell you something. Saul went to this school because he was friends with John, Mr. Awani's son. And John and Saul 
were both Mr. Awani's favorite students, like top two. Obviously, John was first because that was Mr. Awani's son. But he got the, still got the best things by Mr. Awani. In secret, of course, because it was segregation. And so he became a teacher that was barely paid, or at least his paycheck was half of the one with whites. Or no, should I say. Whites got a million dollars by the government per paycheck. And the black teachers only got $50 per paycheck. Think of the difference. White people becoming millionaires. And black teachers barely getting by. Man, my story is going somewhere. And Tarquin, one day, he got a gun and was about to aim it on the teacher. But James kicked him in time, and he aimed the gun at the school floor. Tarquin was sent to the principal's office, but Principal Emmett, who was actually a white person, even though I named him after Emmett Till, let him go without any punishment because Tarquin was white. It's like that here. And so Tarquin was a really bad kid. And the story starts really when Saul goes to this church. And then Saul sees that the church members want him to go back to Africa. These are the teachings of Marcus Garvey, as told by Malcolm X and his father, Earl Little, who was a reverend. And so now Saul made it his goal to escape to Africa, a very, very pro-race continent. I'm not even stereotyping it. I just want the best for everyone. And I'm not Theodore Roosevelt, so don't you dare think I'm like that. Anyways, I just want to say, says Saul, that you are right. We should not be doing this. We should not be staying here and having to deal with the racism in America. And to think that I've read something about another country who is being mistreated, just like us. And then the pastor stops all there. That country, do you think it's North Korea? And then Saul was, Saul went, yeah, that is the country. That is the country. We need to save North Korea and we need to save America. Now, I know that North Korea and you S are bitter enemies. But think, if North Korea were like this, and, you know, bad things started happening to its citizens because of its leaders, think about the U.S. doing the same thing pressuring blacks. That is a bad thing, not gonna lie. And now, Saul decided to bribe some policemen. But how was he going to do it? His friend James, who was such a good friend, went and bribed some policemen for him. And then the one thing that happened was that Saul went and he got onto a boat because 
he went from a police, like the policemen saw him. The police saw Saul, but they did not do anything to him because James had, what was it, bribed him. Yeah. Then Saul, who was very sad to leave his family, was trying to get onto a boat. But behind him was his family, his father, his mother, his seven sisters and four brothers, which I will not name because I can't just remember some names that are too big to remember. Then they went on their journey to Africa. And so the U.S. decided to just try to find anyone who escaped with their navy. And so this is an adventure that had begun. Saul was getting really sad that the U.S. was like this. I mean, how is the U.S. going to be like this? And they're going to be like, oh, this is okay. It's not okay. We're not going to bring segregation back anyways. Then Saul was on the boat. And the next day, he could not see anything. He could not see anything. It was dark at night. But then what happened was rocks started hitting the boat. And it became a shipwreck. They almost drowned. If it weren't for this one thing. The rocks you could stand on. And then when daytime came and everyone was sleeping on the rocks, the rocks actually turned out to be a big boat that was carved out of the rocks. Now, I don't know how this is made. I just made it up. But either way, the rocks had Saul floating. And the rocks started to become the boat. There was even an electrical motor so they could go faster. And then suddenly, in the evening of that day, what happened? A navy almost saw them, but they got away. Within an inch of the light being there, they escaped. The, the Navy was pointing out yellow lights as if it were a lighthouse to try and track down. Okay, so they were tracking down the black people who were trying to go to Africa by boat. And so what they did was they put lighthouse lights that were yellow to try and track down any signs of any shadows. Now, they got away, luckily, without anyone seeing them. And then the next time, on the next day, and there was evening, they saw land. It was a country called Equatorial Guinea. But apparently, it was the island that Malabo, the capital of Equatorial, Equatorial Guinea, was on. It was on that island that they were going to. They stayed there for a few years. Then Saul said, 
we should go to the real mainland continent of, you know, Africa. Why not go there? Then, the family agreed, and they went to Africa. They ended up in South Africa, and they became welcome there. They were able to do everything that the whites in the U.S. could do. And this was all because of Nelson Mandela, the man who freed South Africa from South African apartheid, which is basically the U.S. segregation. Unlike the segregational people in the story, apartheid was wide banned, and they kept it banned. So that when a black person came, or any race in reality, they would welcome and honor that person with a free citizenship. And so that is how Saul and his family, and even James and some of his friends, escaped the U.S. to become someone. Not nobody, or no one, a someone. Because they can be someone, you can be someone, I can be someone. We just have to believe and achieve our goals. Don't listen to anyone who is bad or bullies you, like Tarquin from the story. And so what I want to remind you is to go forward. Don't abide by racial slurs. Don't let that slide. Turn it into fuel to work harder. That is my advice. Uruguay against Ghana in the 2010 World Cup. Pretty sure people might have thought that Uruguay was racist. Even though it's just a game because it was supposed to be Africa's turning point for soccer. For Ghana to be a first African nation to reach the semifinals. But I'm just going out of point. I wanted you to know what happened to Saul and his family, which they became South African citizens. And so what I want to tell you guys is bye. Thank you for w listening.